you found this near-dead Jewish doll maker up in his secret room, covered in papers that were stuck to his wrist where he had tried to slit, he had tried to open up his main artery, but the papers had miraculously acted as a bandage and staunched the bleeding. And when you had brought him back to some kind of semblance of uh, consciousness and, and sense, he told you that he had been commissioned by a man called who called himself Pasitius about two years ago to make two dozen life-size dolls. He didn't really tell you what they were for, but he seemed very suspicious. And Max made a very reasonable assumption and leap of logic that Pasitius was Albin Grau. You just knew it somehow inside. He told you that just two days before he'd participated in a magical ritual in the basement of this very building. Pasitius was in attendance, along with two other men. One, a youthful American dancer, the other older and harsher looking with great piercing eyes. So again, you realize this was Henry Chatan Hoffman and uh, Gregor Gregorius, the owner of the Inveja occult bookshop. What I didn't say is you also found some weird shit in the basement. Um, this strange 20-sided shape. Ah. Yeah, you found this bizarre. <laughs> A uh, 20-sided shape. We're hunting nerds. <laughs> yes. But, Giant nerds. Yeah. You also found a jar of lung tissue. A bloody jar of lung tissue. Fresh? Fairly, yeah. It wasn't moldy or rotten. It hadn't decomposed. And um, Anne-Marie, being a dancer, immediately recognized this duodecahedron shape as being a device created by the very same dance instructor that she'd met in the club the night before. This was his special frame for doing dance exercises and, and what it was doing in the basement, nobody had any idea. But apparently this is where the ritual happened. There were, as you can see, if you look very closely, you'll see some small naked footprints, bare footprints in the dirt, along with a bunch of shoe prints. And on close inspection, these appeared to emanate from the center of the room and just move and just go towards the steps. So whoever made these bare footprints seemed to materialize in the middle of the room, which was confirmed to you by Belshazzar because he said that they had a ritual in the basement to create something not of this earth. And then he started ranting about Ashtoreth, the goddess. What I laid eyes upon was a vision too wondrous to contemplate. I am content to die. I wish to die, for I shall never look upon another visage like that, O oh, Ashtoreth. Okay, so, are we resolved to kill this thing? I'm asking, in character, I'm asking the party. Okay, go on. Because, knowing all that, Eckhart is... What happened with, you know, last time around with, uh... With the doll. Yes. The ghost of... Grossman. Uh, Grossman. When there's weird stuff, it's best to just shoot it first. Like, <laughs> shoot it, and then you figure out, like, if it doesn't respond to shooting, then we'll do other things. But, like, everyone, if we see this thing, we're shooting it first, right? I want everyone ready. Oh, well, yes, but if it's if it's a goth, this may well be beyond our power. Odds are still, like, never know. Yeah. Uh, so, so Max was very motivated to go and hunt down Albin Grau, and basically you can tell everyone what your intentions were. Well, I want to confront him. Because I, I, I feel like I spoke on his behalf for everyone, and... He's sort of, I think the other thing you may not have mentioned, Andy, was that although you might have been there for the session, Henry, we found the, the sort of orders for the dolls that were delivered to us. And 
all three of those men were listed as having purchased the dolls. So I feel like he's orchestrating something. He sent us in. We're being used as pawns. Yeah. In this game. And have been for years. Uh, this is a plot years in the making, right? Mm hmm. Because, yeah. And he's sort of disappeared. He's the one who initially set us down the path. Yeah, we, we went to the dancer's house as he was leaving. I, I feel like he told us one thing that was important and I can't remember. He told Anne-Marie. He told Anne-Marie, you went to Rudolf von Laban's uh, house. He was preparing for a European tour, so he was very busy. But he did take Anne-Marie aside and told her that, that Grau and his associates are planning to use this device to transcend the sexual fourth dimension. Now good day to you. That's what he said. This device? <laughs> Transcend the sexual... No, but there was one other thing. Just after you had gotten into drag, the boys are now girls and the girls are now boys. I think Katorian rather reluctantly... I do not make a believable woman. There is just no way. There is no way. Like, I would have said this before, like... I think you look lovely. I'm down if, you, if we've decided it's a good idea, but just so you know, I have a body of... You're big... I was, our size of 80. The dice rolls confirmed what we already believed, but we don't know that. <laughs> no, you don't know that. You're all thinking you're looking absolutely great and, and very convincing. Sorry, what you must understand is that it's awful dark in the clubs. And, uh, you know, you would be surprised what different gentlemen are attracted to. I've seen uh, uh, less attractive women than you uh, do quite well. Just to smile a lot. Yes, perhaps if uh, the men happen to look up, they'll see me. One last thing, right right at the end, I received a phone call at the cafe, and it was a young, from what I recall, I, I guess I'm recounting this to everyone else, it was a young girl's voice. She asked for me by name, she seemed to know me. I have no idea who it was. She said that she sent the doll to our table that night at the mm -hmm. club, and she said something about Berber. Yes, she said. Yes, please. Please tell me because I can't remember. <laughs> she said, the memory of Berber lives on, is what she said. Which makes me believe, I mean, my reaction, Max's reaction is that she must be dead. Mm. Uh, and, and we had thought, or I had thought, that she was in hospital. She was in hospital. With a not particularly, you know, not, not a serious illness, but she was in hospital, so... Yeah, so I immediately, I mean, I immediately tell the others, and I... And I make the point that, you know, based on what she said, I think, I think Verba's dead. Or she is the doll. Right. We have not taken Lee's hair off the doll yet to see what's inside it. I think we waited to do that. No, you haven't. Yeah. So I wonder if there's a time before we... You want to uh, do that? Well, I don't want to do it. I think that's more of a job for a gentleman. Yes, it is. I mean, I have a 25 strength. I don't think... Well, the gentlemen are now ladies. Just with big hairy hands. I'll do it. Yeah, well, you, of course, you have the doll. And remember, these dolls were called Gestolene Blitz, which, as you all know, because you all speak perfect German, means stolen lightning. That's what these dolls were referred to as. And the symbol on the neck stood for? Uh, stood for truth. Truth. But, but that was Belshazzar's symbol on his shop. So does one of you want to open the, the doll? See what's inside it? I'll do it. Sure. So, Eckhart, you um, you take the doll from Anne-Marie and you start twisting the the hair, kind of unscrewing almost the, the, the top, and then you give it this almighty yank and it comes out. 
And you have to make a luck roll. See if whatever this stuff is blasts me in the face? Well, let's see. It's a bottle of champagne. Ooh, nice. Hard success. So, um, yeah, you, you, you pull it out and it comes out with this plop sound and the suction and the sudden release of pressure and the jerking motion makes some of it come, just come up out of the cavity inside and you just avoid getting it kind of on your hand. It just kind of just makes an arc and then falls to the ground below, which is, which is probably a good thing because when you look at it, it's nasty. It's really nasty. It's disgusting that the doll is filled with a swirling mixture of crimson and milky off-white substance. And the smell you get is like congealed milk and it looks like bloody pus. And actually, for, for some reason, you're going to have to make a sanity roll for seeing that. All right. No, you're, you're fine. You're fine. Do we all have to? No, just Eckhart, because it almost went on his hand. And, and being surprised by a doll full of pussy blood is a surprise. It's not what one expects to find. And it's going to make your thing way less ladylike. It's clearly a mixture of bodily fluids. Let's put it that way. Well, that's revolting. Yeah. There's definitely some uh, definitely some blood in there, and you could be pretty sure, being a man, that th there is quite a lot of semen in there as well. Is there a fire anywhere nearby? Like, is there a fireplace in this room? Yeah. Well, there, there's there's the pizza oven, isn't there? Is there is it like a wood burning oven? Is it hot? Like, is there like a furnace? You tell me, Katorian. Yeah, of course there will be. Yes. Oh, it's Torian's oven. No, never mind. You don't. How about a trash can and some gasoline? I don't. I don't think you should throw it away. Uh, I think. I think we should put the cork back on. That we might need. To... I'm gonna carefully screw the thing back on and hand it back to Emery. <laughs> okay. I'll put on my gloves that I that, that I wear with my tuxedo. But that's all I want to have to do with this thing. <laughs> we were we were told to keep the doll safe. Well, it doesn't look very safe right now. Given that you're you're the one that did, you can make an intelligence roll. Okay. Ooh, almost failed. Just... Yeah, so you you make the connection that blitz, that lightning, is kind of like a metaphor for <laughs> for whatever you saw inside this doll. And so you put it together, stolen lightning. That's that's what this is referring to. Oh, it captured someone's soul. Is it soul or semen? <laughs> is it like, is it like id? You know what I mean? Like lightning, like sex, like represented by semen. Is that what you mean? Yeah, well, it's not, it's not a big leap of imagination. You know, semen and energy and essence and all these things are all Sure, cool. okay. I just, but specifically the like sexual angle is the, the connection you're saying I make. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is somebody's stolen essence. Oh. Sounds like witchcraft to me. This is, uh... Evidence of some kind of crime, would be my guess. Remind me who, like, these dolls were sent to us? And we were said, told to keep them safe? This one was sent to you. The others were made by the doll maker and sold variously to Albin Grau, to Gregor Gregorius, and to Henry Chatham Hoffman. And we don't know who sent it to us? Well, you, you know it was the young girl who spoke to Katorian, presumably the same girl that called you up just a minute ago and told you about Anita. So, um, do you still want to head to the bookshop then, Max? I think we need to go to the temple and warn the rabbi about this dirty old man who's been making these dolls. 
Oh come on! He's probably didn't know. You know, he was just following a an order. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Well, actually, I I do believe that he might have known, but I don't think he's the one that did it. But what what connection could this have to Baker, Barbara, Barbara? Well, I don't. Other than her husband, I don't know. Her husband being involved. Yeah, her husband was one of the people who ordered these. Yeah, I mean, we don't know where he is. We have no idea where Albert is. The only person who. I mean, I think this was our reasoning. We were going to the bookstore because, yeah, of the three, it's most likely that he'll be there. Gregor will be there. Right. Exactly. I guess that, that was what I meant. Right. This, this is basically our, our lead. So I think we should go to the bookstore. Plus, we're all done up. Yeah, that's true. You do also know the the hospital where Berber is, or supposedly. Yeah, I'm very intrigued by the message I got from the young girl, which suggests that she's dead. But I, I think we can visit her maybe after. I mean, if she's dead, she's dead. Like, that's not going to change after we visit. So, I'm I'm happy to go to continue with the plan. Okay. I think we should go see Berber first. Okay. I definitely should follow up both leads, but hospital first would be my my guess. Yeah, I'm open to that. I, I want. I do want to speak to Praetorian quietly yes. and ask him if he knows where I can find some brass knuckles. If he knows where I can get some brass knuckles some brass knuckles as a matter of fact yeah you go around the corner and you go into 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 this shop called like weapons and things and ask for jimmy pickles do you not have a set that you've confiscated haven't you got like a drawer full of them katorian <laughs> plop and i put them i put them down okay so um you, you're gonna head to the hospital yeah like i suppose we are oh yeah we there's no reason to be in drag <laughs> No, but after you, after after Amory's done all that work, yeah, I know. Well, we're just in disguise, so we recognized. No, 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 no. We are in drag. We just changed our plans, so it's. Yeah. All right. So you 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 get into you you head out and you drive out to the hospital where Berber is is staying. She's she's actually in Kreuzberg, so I don't I can't remember if that's far away from where you are or not. But the hospital is in Kreuzberg. I don't think it's that far away. That's, that's close. Yeah, so it's not that far, but the wind has really picked up and there's even a, like a thin light mist being blown along the streets. And as you get closer to the hospital, you see a rather sad and macabre sight. You see a funeral procession, people all dressed in black, women with black veils, and they're carrying two very small coffins, no more than three feet long. And uh, the men and the women are, are weeping. I go to like doff my hat and realize I'm not wearing one, and it looks weird. It's not bad. I doff my hat, and it's not weird at all. Just an uns- unsettling sight as you hurry past, trying not to think about the two small bodies that must be in those coffins. You get to the hospital, and you go up to the front desk, and he's going to speak to the reception. I was about to, and then I, perhaps the gentleman should. I was thinking that we should not, as gentlemen, because, I don't know, women are more likely to be allowed in. Uh, no, actually. Right? No. To see, like, an elderly relative? Taken seriously in any way, like, less likely in the 30s. What I think we should do is we'll get up there and we'll distract the reception person and try to get the information, but as soon as they tell us where Berber is, the women should sneak off because nobody's going to notice them. I mean, not that you aren't pretty. You're very pretty. 
More likely to pass unnoticed and move about unbothered. Gigantic women in drag. But not more likely to be taken seriously at the desk. I just need to stay the fuck out of sight because, like, none of my normal charm stuff is going to work. Yeah, especially because you didn't do a very close shave and you got stubble today. (laughs) I give you, like, a veil. So, yeah, I'll, I'll approach. I'm pretty charming. Okay, all right, okay. So um, the receptionist says, may I help you, sir? I'm sure you can. I lean on the counter. I love this Daniel impersonating a woman impersonating a man. <laughs> I lean in. A good friend of mine is uh, is staying here, and, and I wanted to uh, drop off some, some flowers, but I didn't know what room. Perhaps you could help me. Oh. You seem to know what's going on around here. Well, I try, I try. How, how is it that you're so beautiful, and yet so intelligent and so knowledgeable. How can one woman encapsulate all of these fantastic qualities? Sir, could you give me the name of this patient, please? I, I'm very busy. Yes, I can tell. This place looks like it would fall apart without you. Oh, Frau Berber. Oh, I am so sorry, sir. Were you a friend or a relative? Yes. <gasps> Frau Berber died last night. <gasps> yes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, it was it was very sudden. Tuberculosis. And she just passed. I'm terribly sorry. Would you like to take a seat? Uh, oh, what about her, her poor husband? Um, whose name I can't remember in a second. Uh, oh, Mr. Chatan Hoffman. Oh yes, he was with her right until the end. I think he was very upset. He he left immediately afterwards. Do you know where, what the arrangements will be? Uh, is as the uh, has she been brought to to the morgue? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, she, I shouldn't really be telling you this, but uh, yes, of course, the the, the bodies are kept. Uh, anyone who dies in, in the hospital, they're kept in the hospital morgue for several days before before being taken to be buried. I'm afraid uh, Herr Hoffman was not. He didn't have the sufficient funds, so it will be in the pauper's grave at, at St. Thomas. I knew that they were having trouble. Well, I thank you for your time. I, uh, I, I'll i see if I can find him and perhaps help any way I can. Yes, well, please, uh, if you need to take a moment, uh, there's some chairs over there. Okay, I will actually go sit in the chair. And then I'll look to see my drag women and hope that they go to where they're supposed to go because they overheard that. <laughs> I guess I will sit with Daniel. Okay, with Anne-Marie. Right. No, Daniel, Daniel is the character's name. <laughs> You're all gonna take. This is Anne Marie's uh, other. Did she screw that up in person? That'd make me unreal. Uh, I somehow think this was not our best plan. Well, anyway, uh, you know, you know that she's in the morgue, but how you can get access to the morgue is uh, that's another matter. So I can't think of anything less stealthy than us trying to sneak down. But if my cohorts insist, then I still have my blackjack underneath my uh, garter, you know, just in case. Yeah. Let, let's put it this way, Marco. You're a, you're, you're a man of uh, man of the world. You know that a little bit of uh, a few Deutschmarks won't go amiss if you, if you want to arrange a viewing. Good. Then that's what I'm doing is I'm spreading a few Deutschmarks in the way of the first guard that we run into. No, you can probably just pay off the receptionist and she The receptionist. Arrange. Well, then that's exactly yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, because you you got you got a credit rating of fifty, haven't you? 
Yeah. Yes. No, that's, yeah. Just enough. You're, she's a little bit reluctant, but then when you put a few more marks on the table, she leans and says, Well, for you, sir, I, uh, of course, uh, of course. Well, she sees, oh, madam. She's <laughs> <laughs> for you, madam. Your furs are so delightful. Were you a, a, a dear friend of uh, Miss Berber? I was more uh, a, an admirer of her and her chimps in particular. Very good. And, and then she says, well, come with me. I will take you down to the morgue. Okay. So we, I follow yeah. with her. So you head down. Are you all going to go? Or just... Um... I, I am. Okay. So... Uh... Is anyone not going? Well, I'm not going to go because I'm trying to pretend like I'm not with you. That was the plan. Yeah, trying to maintain some kind of ruse. So, Katorian and Max, and yeah, I, I guess can't? I go. I go. Okay. Yeah. If no one, if no one tries to talk to me, then I just go. Yes. So the three of you head down, and and the lady, the the receptionist, takes you into the morgue, and she has a quiet word with the mortician, and then leaves you in in his not so warm and welcoming embrace, and he says, "So, ladies, us." You, ladies, ladies, uh, you want to see the Berber? Hmm. A sorry sight. And then he leads you in, and he opens the a kind of refrigerated door, I guess. <laughs> Pulls out the slab, and he says, "You can have five minutes. I will be back." <laughs> and then he just slinks out. <laughs> and then he t- and then he turns to you and he says, "No funny business." Uh, my name is Buck, and I'm like, <laughs> I like. I grimace as he as he says that. Oh, just the thought. And and yeah, she's under a sheet. She's under a sheet. So, I'm not exactly. I don't really know much about medicine, but I've seen a lot of dead bodies. Does she look like she died of tuberculosis, or was it? Does, or, or is there some some very obvious sign of some other kind of death? Well, you're going to have to lift the sheet first, aren't you? Oh, jeez. Okay. I lift it like this feels indecent as much as it is anything else. Uh, you know, keep his, his his words about indecency. So I'm like, okay, fellas. Haven't we all seen her nude before? You have. No, it's not the nudity. It's the dead body. All right. So you slowly draw back the sheet. And what you find on the cold slab is a ravaged specimen of humanity. She's underweight, her ribs are showing. She's got sunken eyes and cheeks, looking way older than, than her 29 years. Track marks cover her arms up and down, and there are flecks of blood um, that still stain her lips and chin. That looks like a tuberculosis victim to me, fellas, but I'm not a doctor. Now, do any of you have any skill in medicine? No, I don't. I have skill in, in first aid. Is it at all occult? Oh, wait, no, I'm not even there. Sorry, <laughs> not even there. Yeah. I think we had this last time, didn't we? No one's got any medicine skills, no. do they? No. Does anyone have a science skill of any kind? Uh, I don't think so. No. Natural no. world, 10. I've got history. No. I'll tell you what, whoever's got the highest spot hidden out of the three of you. I, I've got 50. That's not... I've got 80. Okay, Eckhart, you're the, you're the most perceptive. Make a make a spot hidden roll, and you oh, all right, <laughs> you get an extreme. You can take your spot hidden if you already have them. Yeah, so on examination, 
you can see that there's a very tiny needle wound on her throat. Is there a doctor in the room? No, no, no. You've okay. been left on your own. Oh, wow. Are we having to pay for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Katorian paid. And then the guy said, no funny business. He left you. Okay, buddy. Yeah, um, it, it looks it looks recent because it's there's there's still a, a tiny bit of dried blood around it, as if someone had injected her or something in the neck. I pointed out to the, everyone else in the room. I say, what do you suppose that is? Well, I've never heard of a junkie so desperate that they would shoot themselves like that. But uh, I'm going to guess that maybe she was poisoned or something. Although, who would do that to her? The same people who've been responsible for everything that's going on. Tying up a loose end. The receptionist said that Shatan Hoffman was with her right until the end. Alright. Now we know what to, to ask him when we see him. Yeah, Does she yeah. have any scarring on her breasts? Uh, <laughs> okay, weirdo. I want to examine them. Okay, weirdo. You're not going to examine her below the waist. There's, you know... Uh, you said no funny business. Wow. No, no, she she has no scarring anywhere. She's not missing any lung. Oh, well... Because we found some lung. You did find some lung. How big a piece of lung... If it was big enough to be recognizable, I feel like it, like... It was probably about an inch. Yeah, you'd need to, like, hack it out of somebody's chest, leaving a giant hole. Yeah. It would be not a subtle thing. I say, so So her husband killed her, and somehow some young girl knew, knows about this, or knows she, she died. Would be my hypothesis as well. Do you think Shatton Hoffman left uh, his contact details with the, with the hospital? We're going to ask him. We'll ask them. Yeah, I think we should do that. Good. Okay. Good, we can pay him a visit next. So the five, your five minutes is up and the uh, mortician comes back in and he gives you all a hard stare and he says, get what you wanted? Yes, we were, we were tremendous admirers of, of her animal training skills. We needed, it. we needed a moment with her. He says, well, please, you go, you go now. And then he slams the gurney back into the fridge, slams the door and closes it. Okay. He's not, he's not the most pleasant of people, this uh, mortician. I guess not. So, we, to tell you the truth, I'm happy to, to leave them work behind. Mm. Okay, so back upstairs in the hospital, Anne-Marie and Safina are sitting there, being all manly. Mm. Can we smoke in here? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's I'm going to smoke. 1929. I have never smoked in a hospital. Yeah, it's a hospital. They probably thought it was good for you. Right? They probably thought it was good for your health, wasn't it? Okay, so you're all back up in the in the reception, in the main reception now. Yes. What'd you guys find out? We would like to pay a visit to her husband, her to the uh, decedent's husband, her, her widow, widower. Yeah, you don't have an address, and they, they don't have one either for him. They don't have one either. I wonder if... I might, with all of my contacts, if I might know somebody who knows where he lives. I mean, the, the, possibly, but if you recall, the, I mean, you you know where they last lived at the um, Excelsior Hotel. The Excelsior Hotel. 
but you, you were last there two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Are we all together? Yeah. Okay. You're all back together in the reception. Did you all say what you found? Yeah. I do, if, if the others don't. Yeah. yeah. Why would somebody stick a needle into the neck of an obvious junkie to poison them? Like, why wouldn't you put it in their arm where it's less obvious? What if the needle was removing something and not injecting? Could that be the case? What do you mean? What could it be removing? Like they're drawing blood or taking something from her. Because remember, we found that sample. They're clearly trying to, to do something where they need to... They're collecting body parts. We found mucus and a lung. Then we found lightning, shall we say. So we're finding fluid, bodily fluids. Hmm. Right? Maybe they're trying to take something from her and not, not put it in. Well, either way... There's only one way to answer that question. We gotta find uh, Chateau Hoff. Exactly. The answer is the same. We need to find him. Well, to the bookstore, then. That's our only lead at this point. So, yeah. That's our only lead at this point. Or the hotel. Well, they, they, they moved out of the hotel, traveled the world for two years, and then came back. I don't... Why would he be there? Well, they might stay at the same place. It's possible. Even if he's not at the, at the bookstore, the, uh, the bookstore owner might know where he is. Okay. I mean, I'm fine to go to the hotel, too, but I just think that it makes sense since we already have this lead and we're already dressed in drag. You're all ready for, for a bit of bookstore action. Yeah, because we're trying to disguise ourselves from him, right? That's why we dress like this. So, it's kind of... so you, never ended up, you never ended up going to the bookstore. You spend the rest of the, the adventure in drag <laughs> on the off chance. Wait, you guys can't change back. We haven't gone to the bookstore yet. So uh, you then head back to that familiar, that familiar street, Zion Church Street, Zion Kirchestrasse, in North Berlin. That simple storefront with the sign in Veja above it, and that familiar tinkling of the bell above the door as you enter. And surprise, surprise, Gregor Gregorius is there again in exactly the same pose as last time. <laughs> peeking over the counter, his nose buried in a book, his eyes flick up towards you as you enter. And maybe he sees Anne-Marie and Safina come in first, and he's like, hmm, just like you get... And then he sees the three ladies, and his eyes widen a little bit. <laughs> and then he goes back to reading his book, not wishing to uh, make any uh, judgments or anything. I'm going to slip my hand into does whatever i'm wearing have a pocket i guess i hope it does i don't know yeah of course i'm going to slip uh, the brass knuckles onto my hand but in my pocket you know never to be shy i will approach him uh, just like i did two years ago except now with a very beautiful handlebar mustache uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna boldly walk up and i'm gonna say uh i've heard that if one wishes to explore Shall we say, if he's reading a book like that, I'm going to put my hand on it and push it down on the desk. And I'm going to lean in and I'm going to go, Black Magic. This is the place to be. My cousin's sister's daughter passed away at a very young age. And I've heard there are spells to bring the dead back. What do I need to do? Hey, uh, your name, sir. What is your name? Oh, well, that's a good question. <laughs> it's Daniel. I've heard there is uh, power in names. Are you trying to possess my soul? 
uh, hair, no, no, of, of course not. I, I just wanted to be polite. That is all. Oh, oh uh, uh, Elias. Yes. Oh, Herr Alas. Interesting name. Interesting name. Are you from uh, the Ukraine? <laughs> With a name like that? Well, no. The black magic spells. Yes, yes. These are all. It's all just fairy stories. Things we tell the children. Nothing to concern yourself with. There is no real magic in this world. It is a, how you say, a metaphor. However, we believe there is still power in these spells. Are you aware of uh, these uh, mystical orders that uh, exist in this city, sir? Uh, I'm new to the city, so uh, my uh, mystical order knowledge is limited to none. I am. I belong to a group myself, the Fraternitas Saturni. But we don't cast spells. This is just. Uh, this is just in this in the fairy stories. No, this is about inner knowledge, young man. Inner knowledge. Know yourself. Do what thou wilt. Shall be the whole of the law. That is what they say. Oh, well, thank you. That's uh, very enlightening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wish to know more, we have some classes on the subject. Would you wish to attend? We have a we have a lecture in two nights. A very fine speaker is coming to give his uh, treatise on on such matters. Would you be interested in joining in? I, w I would be. That would be excellent, sir. Who is the speaker? Wonderful, wonderful. Oh, he's uh, he's well known. We refer to him as bro Brother Leonardo. That is that is his name. He is a, a devout man of deep knowledge. And then he hands you a, a little flyer with the advert for the for the lecture. And it says uh, that the lecture will be on mirror magic by Brother Leonardo, with an introduction by a, a gentleman called Persitius. Ooh. Thank you so much. This is very interesting. I'll postpone my trip to Africa yeah, yeah. Uh, until I go to the lecture. Because I'm, I'm well-traveled. <laughs> and then I will fix my mustache and uh, pretend like I'm looking at books. At this point, he steps out from behind his counter. And he slowly walks over towards the three ladies. And he and he looks at... He kind of turns his head on his eyes and he says, Excuse me, Fraulein, and you, you seem somewhat familiar to me. Have we met before? No, no, of course not. I slap him across the face. Oh, shit. And say, and say, how dare you get familiar with me? I say, Hilda, Hilda, contain yourself. Let's go outside. <laughs> I, I am very sorry. Intruding the bitter. Oh, I am very sorry. He's just a silly man. He doesn't know any better. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so the two of you leave the shop. Katorian, you're, you're standing there, and he's, he's looking at you. He's saying... You're not going to hit me either. Your your friend is very strong and big. You look quite strong as well, and equally big. I'm a farm, and I try to to speak as little as possible. Um, I'm totally thinking that I'm looking and acting exactly like Jack Lemon and some like it hot. Fantastic. Make a spot hidden roll. Okay. Okay. 
Do you want to push the roll or spend some luck or do you just want to fail? There's no way that I can spend that much luck. Oh, you know what? I'll push it. Just because. Well, before you do that. Well, okay. No, no, you failed. You failed. Tell me what you're doing. To, so you're, you're leaving, yeah? You're, you're, you're yes. turning to leave. As you turn to leave, you almost you catch a glimpse of something in his expression. So how... But you, I assume you pushing the roll is you suddenly turn round and stare at him, yeah? Yeah, that's that would that would work. Okay. And then you realize he looks at you and says, I know you. Now I know. Well, I mean, you were a man last time we met, but you came to my shop two years ago. Why are you here dressed up like this? What What is going on here, sir? Because I'm interested in your bookshop and its occult learnings, because... You were a friend of Shatan Hoffman, weren't you? Yes. Hmm. You know where he is? No, I was rather hoping you might. No, I haven't seen him. I think I heard he got mixed up in something. Mixed up? Yeah. Police? No. Not police. Some uh, bad characters. You see him, you tell him that he still owes me for those books. You remember, yeah? You tell him. I'll tell him. Right. Next time you come without this, he says, pointing to your costume and... <laughs> My brassiere. Yeah. And he says, good day to you, sir. You can tell your friends that same applies to them. Okay. And then he turns around and he... I mean, you did actually do a good disguise role on the two of you. So, so Anne-Marie and, and Safina, you're still... He's, he's not looking at you with the same suspicion. But perhaps if you do hang around for too long, he he, he might. But uh, what do you want to do? Was that loud enough that, that like we probably heard him saying to him? Would we have recognized that he caught the Armenian? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you heard all of that. You heard all of that. It was quite loud. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll wait until, until he leaves, and then I'll look at the shop owner, and I'll say, Ah, Berlin's a crazy place. And I'll smile and walk out. Oh. Uh, remember, in two nights' time, you should find it very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll tip my hat. So, Safina, you 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 have so far not been um, accosted, or good, because I don't think I can convincingly be a man. Well, no, because he he got a very good disguise role on no, you. I don't think I, Safina, can like pull off the voice and character aspects. Okay, fair enough. But so I, I'm just like keeping a low profile. Somebody who talks to me, I'll like grunt and be like, eh? okay, and uh, stroke my face. Beard. Everyone else has has left the bookshop at this point. Okay, I'm out. So yeah, so you're all back out on the street, having perhaps not got everything you wanted, but maybe a few extra bits of information. I mean, you, you got one important piece of information. You know that Persitius will be hosting this lecture in two nights' time. Yes. And that was the guy that commissioned the dolls, right? That, in Max's opinion, is Albin Grau. Yes, one of the... Yeah, I'm convinced it's Albin Grau. Actually, Katorian, what's your, what's your psychology? It's quite high. It's 75. Okay, make a psychology roll. Wow, hard success. You got a very strong sense that Gregorius was lying when he said he didn't know where Shatan Hoffman was. That it was just 
he was appearing to be far too indignant, you thought. You suspect he knows exactly where, where he is. As I might have suspected. So I tell that to my friends. So I think that his, that he was falsely indignant when I asked him about if he knew Shatan Hoffman's whereabouts. Lady Death protest too much? Yeah, I think I think that's exactly what we're talking about. I would prefer not to beat it out of him, but if we have to, then since we're going to be here, we want to come back and we want to catch Presidious. Yes, we want to catch this guy Presidious. Yeah, that seems like a long time away. Maybe we could we could try and follow Gregorius. Right, or he could be living above a shop. If we don't want to beat it out of him. Does it look like he, he lives above a shop? Yeah, it's likely he lives in the shop. It's a typical arrangement. There's a, the shop's on the ground floor and there are apartments. Yeah, he could very well live, just live above. Oh, maybe we can break in while he's in the store. And then you guys are in disguise. No, uh, we've been blown. Our cover has been blown. Oh. You can always wait, wait for night. Nightfall. Could we go around to the back of the store? Sure. Yeah, tell me, while we're here, I want Case to join yeah, I'd like to look around the back. Is it in a busy area? Zion Kirschstrasse is quite busy, but it's all terraced, so there's no side alley. But you walk down Zion Kirschstrasse, and then you go down and Klammerstrasse, and then you turn right, and then you see that there's a, a an alleyway, which obviously goes behind the back of all the stores, which clearly, you know, and there are back entrances into all the, all the stores along Zion Kirschstrasse. And doing a little bit of triangulating, you eventually figure out that this one particular grubby green door is 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 probably the door to the, the back of the shop. Is there a window, like on the second floor? Above, on the back alley, there's no window on the ground floor, though. It's just the, the battered green door. Does it look like I could climb up there? Are there any, is there any way that I could sort of get purchase and scale... You could. I mean, do you, do you have a climb skill? Are you good at climbing? I'm a decent climber. You're a decent climber. Well, maybe if someone helps you, maybe brings along a, a dustbin or something for you to... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to suggest it to the to whoever's come around the back with me. I have a rake, if you would like it. I went around the back. Good for opening windows. <laughs> the, should I climb up there? Well, we need to make sure that he's, he's distracted in the store so as he doesn't come up on you. That's a good idea. Although, I mean, that's if the store's open, then he's probably not going to. But we could... Uh, Safina hasn't been uh, made. Do you want to go back, Safina, in the store and distract him? Yes, I want to go back around the front and go distract him. Okay. Safina goes back in. Maybe you wait a few minutes for her to do so. How are you going to distract him, Safina? Is it an hour where the store's still open? Yeah, yeah. It's It's afternoon. Uh, so I'll go in there. I'll stick my hands in my pockets and saunter in like a gentleman. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Whoa. I am a visitor in town, just perusing your wares. Well, what do you have here? What do you sell in this fine establishment? You're Vincent Adult Man. That's your name. <laughs> exactly. Vincent Adult Man. I'm like the best character on that show. Yeah. So you can <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I have my like, collar up a little bit because yeah. Yeah, to muffle my voice a little. 
as you go in, suddenly you feel push in the back, like someone's rudely trying to push past you to get into the shop. Safina. Me? Yeah, yeah. You're in the shop. Yeah. And I look around. What is it? Who is it? And you see two young men, and they're they're holding a bottle of brandy. One of them's holding an open bottle of brandy, and this and they start singing these kind of drunken songs, and they kind of just stagger into the shop behind you. Oh well, that's a nice distraction that I didn't really need to arrange. And they're just rudely kind of push past you, and and they're making a bit of a, a scene, and and Gregor is kind of looking up and just kind of shaking his head and tutting. And you realize that there's actually quite a large crowd of drunken people just wandering past the shop. Just seem to be, I mean, it's the middle of the afternoon. Berlin is quite a rival city, you know that, but it seems a bit odd for people just to be drunkenly roaming around in the middle of the afternoon like this. Hey, hey, young man. I'm gonna grab one of them by the shoulder. What's going on out there? Hey, let go of me. We're just having fun. Yeah, I just want to know what all the revelry is about. Well, nothing wrong with taking a drink, he says. You want some? Yeah, I'll take some. Sure. Ah, yeah, join the party. Yeah, what's this party? Whose party? Oh, I don't know. It's I'm just... not from around here, so it sounds like there's a lot going on out there. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I don't know, people just are drinking. It's fun. It's party. It's fun. What day of the week is this? It's a Sunday afternoon. People normally don't go drinking on Sunday afternoons. Normally that's church and then whatever. But um, you can make a psychology roll if you want. Uh, I can try. Uh, no. Nope. That's a, I have enough luck to spend on that. Yeah, though. if you want to spend some yeah, luck. Yeah, I want to spend my luck. Yeah. He's, they, they both have this kind of slightly frantic, manic look in their eyes. Like they're just like overexcited and a bit, I don't know, just over overly excited, over the top. You don't, you know, you, you spend enough time around drunks to know what's going on. It's almost like they're, it's almost like they're a bit out of control. Uh, all right, well, thank you for the drink, but uh, this is a nice, quiet establishment. I think, I think maybe this is not the best place for you to be drinking. And the other one says, oh. "Yeah, come on, Fritz. This place is boring. Let's let's go to the Hunde Gustav. That's where all the action is." And then and then they leave, and they leave singing songs about all the fun that they're going to get up to. And then the, the crowd that they were sort of weird, they all kind of go staggering off down the street. <laughs> it, it it is weird. You've never seen anything like this on a Sunday afternoon, uh, unless there's like some big festival or like it's New Year's Eve or something. You or New Year's day or whatever you would never see anything like this on just a regular sunday afternoon so uh what do you make of that it's like i'm not from around here is this like happen every sunday says no very strange well these young men i guess they they're drunk from last night stealing i imagine young men yes i i was i was one of those once <laughs> Okay, meanwhile, out back in the back alley, you found a dustbin, an old battered dustbin, propped it up against the wall, and you'll get a bonus dice, Max, on your climb roll. You've actually got a decent climb skill. You want to yeah, I am a stuntman. You scale it very adeptly, nimbly, and then make a luck roll to see if the window is open, or is unlocked, rather. I think I've got good luck at the moment. You do, and yes. The window to the second floor is unlocked, so you 
you lever it open and climb in. Now, you are in a simple apartment and you can see ahead of you in the hallway there are some steps going down. Okay. Is there any other rooms up here? Or? Yeah, I mean, there's rooms off to the left and right and also ahead, past the steps, the, the, the corridor continues and opens out into a living room of some kind. I don't really know what I'm looking for, so I'm just going to pick the first room with a door that I can check. You, you spend a bit of time looking around. There's a bedroom, there's a kitchen, and there's a living room. It's a very simple apartment. There's nothing particularly of interest here as you you spend some time looking around. But you can make a make a spot hidden roll. Not a not a sleight of hand. Not not a skill that you have, but uh, you got plenty of luck. So well, wow. So you're quick and precise in your in your scouting. There's there's nothing of interest up here. There's there's he doesn't seem to keep anything like occult books or anything like that up here. It's just a simple plain bare apartment. There's some plates and cups in the kitchen, and there's maybe some candles and sofa and uh, a teapot in the tea service in the living room. Yeah, that's all you find. Okay. All right. Well, I think I'm going to get out before he notices me. Okay. I'll come, if I can climb back down. Do I need to make another check? Or? No, no. Uh, climbing down is a lot easier. But you can make a stealth roll as you're doing it. I don't know how my stealth is. <laughs> Your stealth is 30. Wow! Wow! <laughs> That's insane. Okay. What a waste. <laughs> what a waste. Well, you get a tick. Oh, yes. You're extremely stealthy. <laughs> I don't know I don't know how much more stealthy one could be, but you, you climb back down. And actually, you, you climb back down so quietly, you surprise your two friends who are standing there. Yeah, and I told him I didn't find anything. It just looks like a normal apartment, and Henry wasn't there. So. Okay, well, then perhaps the following him is a better idea. But we need to find out. I don't know, we can wait two days. Who knows what these people are up to? Well, there's there's the option that Katorian suggested, which is to beat, beat some information out of Gregorius. That's my last resort. However, if we, if we do beat him up, now that I know we're not desperate for time, then showing up at the lecture might not be the best deal. So, Exactly. That's why I'm saying this is my last... Yeah. I think the only other lead that we had that we might want to look into is, is to go back to that hotel. Okay. Well, to get him to tell us where he is. Can we get any kind of dirt or leverage on this guy or even, like, guess at it and bluff? Like, what is this? What shady shit is this guy up to? You know, what do you think he's worried about? What information could we make him think we have that would make him scared of us? And make trade, uh... What if we told him about what the dollmaker told us? Right, that, that we know he was there, yeah. Hmm. That would be the only leverage I think we have on him. But that might then show our hand, and then we're not going to get to meet Alvin. I wonder if I could still be scary and drag. <laughs> I'm sure you could be even more scary. Probably <laughs> even more scary, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's our leverage right there, is that we know he was part of it. And the, yeah. So I could just go in there and threaten him with that. Like, try to that is him. your skill, sir. But he might tell us where uh, Chateau Hoffman is. At this moment, I was invited to the... To... Like, I know you know this. Right. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not connected with, with you two, and I was the one that was invited, so I guess if this goes south, I could still go to the lecture with... Uh, Safina. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hurt him. I'm not a brawler. I'm just scary. 
no, I understand that, but if it goes south, then we show up at the lecture a couple of days later, he's going to be like, oh, get out of here. We don't want to deal with you. So it's good that we're not connected, is what I'm saying. So I'll stay outside. So you want to do that? Eckhart? Okay. Do you want me to come with you, Eckhart, or do you want to do a bus? Might as well. Okay. All right. So... I'll stand outside, look, just looking to see, just checking what's... See if anybody comes in. Okay. So you're going to stand outside. I walk in, and I am as unladylike as my bearing normally is. <laughs> I mean, I just walk normally, but, you know, it's, it's like... He looks up sharply as you come in. He says, Oh, you. What do you want? Why are you dressed as ladies? Don't ask stupid questions. Okay. I guess it's Berlin. That is the answer. Now, what do you want? Why are you trying to trick me? We need to know where uh, Chateau Hoffman is. I already told your friend. I don't know where you he is. You told my friend lies. And now I'm going to tell you something. We know about the dolls. We know about the doll maker. We know about the ritual. We know about the girl. We know everything. And we're coming for you and everyone else, unless you tell me right now where to find Chateau Hoffman. This is bigger than me, bigger than my friends. Trust me. You're up to your ears in it, my friend. That's good. You can make an intimidate roll. Can I get a bonus? Yeah. Whoa, Ooh, extreme. extreme success. Nice. He looks at you for a minute as if he's going to keep tight-lipped, and then he starts to shrink back as you loom over him. <laughs> I, I, having listened back to the, the first episode of The Devil Eats Flies, you, you said it very well that you're a big man, you don't know how to fight, but you use your intimidation to make people think you're going to beat the shit out of them, but you never have to because you're so scary. I think we make a good pair because I'm not particularly big, but I do know how to fight. So, right, so I, I start the fights and you, you finish them. <laughs> So Max is always tra sort of pretending to hold you back as if you're going to, you know, don't do it. Don't do it. It's <laughs> a great double act. Okay. So he shrinks back suddenly as he realizes how big and menacing you are. And he says, you, you saw Belshazzar? V -v 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 what did he say? Chaton Hoffman. I swear I don't know where he is. He's, he's gone. He lost it. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. I don't know, somewhere in the city. He's not He's not at his place. Where's his place? Or the, the, even the hotel. The, the same one he always says. He's not there. I, I, I tried calling. Uh, he's an idiot. He hasn't got the mental strength. Who else is involved? Why, why do you care about these things? Tell me what I want to know. Well, with your extreme. <laughs> He's like, I, I told that man who came in earlier, it is a cult ritual. It is not, there's nothing, nothing supernatural. We are just doing a working. But he couldn't handle it. It's, yeah, messes with your mind when you do these things. But Belshazzar, he's a crazy old man too. He thinks it's ghosts and gods and monsters. You can make her psychology roll. Yeah. You can spend some luck. Too bad. I spent a lot. Oh, 35 wow. luck. I would cut my luck in half. 25. 25. It's up to you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do okay. it. Okay. 
yeah, he's he's definitely not not being completely straight with you. <laughs> I'm gonna grab him by the collar. I knew you were gonna say that. You have more. You're not telling me. Do I need to take you with me? Do you need to come with me? No, no, no. I'm not no violence. Please, no, sir. Then do not dissemble. And he says, "Don't hit me, please. Don't hit me, sir." Tell me everything about this working. Please don't hit me, please. Because if, if, like you say, you're ignorant of the truth, then perhaps you're innocent after all. But only the truth will tell. So begin at the beginning and tell me everything. No, don't hurt me, please, sir. Don't hurt what me. What was the purpose of the ritual? I think instead that you should hurt your friend. And you're going to have to make a power roll at this point. Oh. Okay, well, you rolled a 62. That's a good roll. Oh, you got a really high power, goodness me. Well, before I roll, do you want to do you want to spend luck on that to make it a hard success, or are you happy with just a regular success? Uh, be another 20 luck. Yeah, you'd be burning through. It's up to you. So, but well, how does this work mechanically? Like, he needs, if he gets a success, I lose, like, I need a hard success to resist a success? Is that what it is, or? No, you, you, he would need to beat your level of success. He seems kind of menacing. Screw it. I'm going to spend the luck. Okay. So you've got a hard level of success. So now here's the deal. I'll tell you what he needs because his, he's got a 90 power. He's actually got more power than you. So he, in in reality now, he just needs to equal your level. So it was definitely worth it because now he needs to get a hard success. Otherwise, he'd have just needed a regular success. But let's see what he gets. I need to get below 45. Oh, no. And you feel, you feel his voice, his suggestion, it starts sort of echoing around your head. I think instead you should hurt your friend. I think instead you should hurt your friend. I think instead you should hurt your friend. And it feels really like, you feel for some reason that you really do want to punch Max. <laughs> but, you, but you've resisted it. you resisted it. And then he looks at you with fear. He says, no, no, punch him, punch him. Please. I just like smash him down onto the counter. I say, if you open your mouth again to tell you me anything other than what I want to know, I'll shoot you where you stand. Oh, thank God you made that. I'm going to be so bad for you. Yeah, I'm also a bit disappointed that it would have been funny because Max would have just laid you out on the floor. <laughs> it's true. In that situation, I would have rolled extreme. <laughs> you probably would have. I think you've had a, a physical strength contest with Max already, haven't you, of some kind? Uh, drinking contest. Drinking contest. No, it was a shooting. It was a shooting contest. So he beat me. Yeah. So I can make a strength roll first to see if you can force him down. Oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> so he needs to get a critical. To... <laughs> I don't think he's particularly. Wow, strong. I rolled a six, but yeah, yeah, you're 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 way stronger than him. I mean, you both rolled. You both rolled extremes. That's hilarious. But he's got less strength than you, and you force his face down to the thing. It slams into the counter. You can roll a d3 for the damage he takes to his face. Okay. He goes. You broke my nose. <laughs> you broke my nose. <laughs> Be glad that's all I do. Working your tricks on me. I should kill you, wizard. He says, "I won't. I won't try it again. I won't try it again." Look, I tell you. I tell you. We did it. We did it. We brought her into the world. Shatan Hoffman, he couldn't handle it. He lost lost his mind. I don't know where he is, probably in a gutter, dead somewhere for all I care. But we did it. 
We brought her into the world. Astarte. She is here. Where is she now? <laughs> Can't you see all her disciples? All roaming the streets. Going to worship her. <laughs> you should go too. Marvelous sight. Her beauty. Unrivaled. Her terrible beauty. As he wipes the blood away from his nose. Tell me about the vessel that you created. The body. Can it be killed? Why would you kill a goddess? Why shouldn't I kill you right now? I have done nothing to you. Just now you tried to put some working upon my mind. Bend me to your will. You're, you're a violent man trying to beat me up in my own shop. I have a right to defend myself, sir. You have no right. You and your elk, by your by your deeds, have have uh, given up any right to, to quarter you might have had. Well, we have we have done all we need to do. I, we have done the most. Then tell me, what have you? If the work is done, what harm in in uh, telling me what I want to know? Then save your own skin along the way. You want to know where Hoffman is? Yes. And I want to know the answer to my other question. What was your other question? The vessel. I want to know if it's like is it just a normal body that can be killed or is she like a, you know, have some divine form? She is not a normal body. She was conjured. She appeared. How can she be banished? <laughs> you have a ritual? You have a book here? There is no way. She will decide when she leaves. You will see. You may hurt me, kill me, destroy me. It makes no difference. Astarte is here now. I may kill you on the off sense we can banish her. It's better to not leave you alive. <laughs> the only reason I don't is it seems out of character for Eckhart to just murder somebody out of, like, you know, this guy is too dangerous to live. Like, he's not going to just kill him. He says, you will see. Just wait a few days. Uh, she has already started to change the city. You see these drunken fools? Just you wait. Where is Chateau Hoffman? I promise you, sir, I don't know. If you find him, he will be useless to you. His mind is broken. And what of Alban Grau? Ah, he wipes the blood away again. It's been trickling down into his, into his mouth. And he wipes it away. He says, Albin, he... He'll be here for the lecture. If you want to talk to him, come back then. But please do not hit me again. Do not attempt uh, a working again in my presence. If you do, I will shoot you. He just kind of looks down. And then I uh, wipe blood from my hand onto my dress <laughs> and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And I think that's where we will leave it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>